You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure. All right, well, welcome to the Fraternities Live Community Call. Again, this is our weekly call where members of the fraternity encourage each other with wins, share crowdsource wisdom, and learn practical skills to elevate in our roles as husbands, dads, friends, and more. I'm your host, Ryan. I'm joined by my co-host, Philip. Good morning, Philip. Good morning. Philip's really good to be here. I have to jump <laughs> off a little early, but uh, glad to be on. Yeah. And good morning to the other uh, gentlemen in uh, in the community, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. So... As we have been doing, love to just open it up to the group and uh, see, are there any anyone who'd like to share a win or a conundrum from this past week? What do you got? Spring break is coming up. So getting all prepared for that. I feel like my wife gets uh, pretty stressed out. So trying to help her clean and trying to help pack. There's just a lot going on in her world. So trying to be mindful of that serve her in that way by trying to manage the kids a little bit more and have them help. But we're all going to Florida, which is her happy place. So once we get in the car, we're going to be good, but getting into the car is going to be a little dicey. Is it Naples? Is that the place? Naples. It is. It is. Yeah. Right. And we drive, we drive because flying would be too practical. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Naples is Aaron's love language. Planes are not. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's crazy. Once you're in the car, you're good. That's when I would fall apart. <laughs> Isn't that like a 24-hour drive? Yeah, it's a 23-hour drive, Chris. Don't oh, add any sorry. more time to it. <laughs> Not quite a day. <laughs> yeah. One bathroom break. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right. And then pee in the bottles. Pee in the bottles, kids. <laughs> you guys, you guys break it up into two legs. Yeah, we've done it before. And oh. Aaron was like, "What if we do? Like, what if we, you know, fold?" We'll throttle it again. And I was like, listen, that's easy for you to say. <laughs> I got to really amp myself up a little bit for that. But uh, so we try not to do that anymore, but we'll stop past Atlanta. Um, so we'll try to hit Atlanta around like 10 at night. We'll leave around five in the morning tomorrow. Hit up the casino <laughs> in Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. My daughter would love that. I'm totally kidding. I'll throw a shout out for Tom. Um, speaking of the international man of mystery. Um, Tom, you may or may not know this about Tom, but he is a genius when it comes to all things appliances. And so I pinged him yesterday. I was like, Tom, my dishwasher sucks. What do I do? And Tom helped. Um, he also told me that I probably, it's just time to buy a new one, which I didn't love that advice, but I appreciate the honesty. Nice. You're welcome. Tom, Tom's so no, well known about his appliances. He got shouted out in a in a sermon one time. It was awesome. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh yeah. Mark yeah. Vance came down and, and shouted him out. It's pretty sweet. There you go. 
Tell me the analogy was like talking about whitewash dishes or something and how Tom can fix your dishwasher. I don't know. I'm grasping at straws no. here, but <laughs> no, it wasn't that. It was it's just like a, a plug, a plug that like, it, I'm no Tom, I'm no Tom Hay with appliances. And then he kind of went into a story that he was like, not Tom Hay. And it was pretty funny, but <laughs> nice. Yeah. Any other wins or questions for the group? Anything you're working through? I'm old shower still going strong. I think I'm like two and a half weeks in now. So nice. Every, every day, Chris, every, every morning. And this morning I text Matt, I, I hit uh Josh Grobe and you raised me up. That's what I showered to this morning. <laughs> oh, it's, it's let's impossible, go. To, have a, impossible <laughs> to have a bad day after that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I man. think I heard him singing from Ankeny. Yes. <laughs> Chris was belting it out in the shower. Amazing. <laughs> Rachel, Dude, that is Rachel told me to, Yeah, Rachel told me to wake her up after the shower, but I got that song on and I just turned the volume up. She's like, Yeah, I was already awake. So <laughs> she's like, You wake me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are Thank you rocking you. the poppy sick or are you just going uh <laughs> What'd you say? Raw, raw dog last? Yeah, just raw dog. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually oh, uh, interviewing uh, Louise and Harrison later today. So, Ooh. oh, perfect. I'll have to mention that you've been keeping the, the streak going. They'll, they'll love to hear that. Yeah. I've been kind of hit been or miss sleeping with it. better, too. Yeah. Nice, yeah. man. And doing your, yeah. doing your deep belly breaths. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's key. That's awesome. Right, I've got, That's a huge one. I've got a legit conundrum for the group. Oh, yes. let's go. Um, Come on. And this is a newer one. Philip, you and I haven't even really chatted about this, but so I'm I'm part of a I serve on the board of a group called Higher Trek. It was formerly Band of Brothers. I went through the program in like 2005. And anyways, to make a long story short, we've been looking for a new executive director for the last pushing 12 months. Um, and we're not in any, you know. We're not, we're not like bleeding money because we're a very low cost ministry as it is. So it's not, it's not really costing us to not have anything. The only thing it's costing us is not getting our message out there and not getting the program that we want to see these guys go through and and lead them through from a discipleship standpoint. That's not getting out there, right? Well, our our board chairman. So it's me and our board chairman and our former executive director who are on the hiring committee looking for a guy and our chairman, like three or four weeks ago, he looked at me and said, Matt, you could do this job. I'm like, yes, come on now. I, um, I get it. Yes. Right. And, and I do like, and so not to be, you know, boastful or anything, but I, I could, right. I, because what it takes is being passionate about the program, passionate about the message and having the ability to get, that message out there and so what what our program is is it's a series we have a video series right we started with doing in-person events and we we realized that we kind of have this niche we have this ability to to reach this 18 to 25 year old male generation her male age group um Mm -hmm. that and, and we have a really good way of getting this whole message of discipleship and what's it mean to be a, a Christ follower, a man of God, a, a godly husband, a godly businessman, a, you know, whatever, all these different things that, that these 18 to 25 year olds need at that time. And um, 
And so anyway, we, we, we kind of transitioned to saying like, okay, we can only do so much if we're doing these in-person events. So how do we, how do we multiply that? How do we take that to, to the masses, right? Millions of people, millions of young men turn 18 every year. And so that's just more people that we have the ability to impact. And so we created this video series. Um, and, and that's kind of the new path to, to getting it out there and then partnering with local churches. And so I just kind of look at it and like, I, I mean, I was in Salt Company. I know, you know, Austin Wadlow. I know, you know, all these different people that have planted Salt Company churches around the nation. We've got 26 of them around the nation. Even if I could just get that in the hands of those 26 churches, like what would the impact be um, mm-hmm. for, for the kingdom? And so I'm looking at it saying like, yes, I could do this job. I'm qual- I'm qualified. I'm passionate about it. But I'm also passionate about like, other things. Like I'm also passionate about, um, you know, uh, building an investment portfolio and having a, you know, I'd, I'd love my my future goals. The the the, you know, the the pie in the sky dream is to to have investment places all over the country and and you know be able to then. Uh, offload not offload those but to bless like the uh the, the pastors of the salt company churches and say hey take your family and go go spend a week in the mountains or go spend a week at the beach and just decompress and hang out and you know what i mean so so i'm having this this tension between like yes i could do that but am i am i called to do that and or or is this is this really just matt pursuing matt's kingdom and not god's kingdom like that's that's the tension in me right now. So why do you think there's a tension between you doing this band of brothers thing and still building your real estate portfolio or like um, Mecca? Yeah, because I mean, I, I don't know anybody that's been like, yeah, I'm going to go be in ministry and mm. build this really successful. Like it's just, the mm. two just don't go together primarily because like, nobody goes into ministry and, and makes a boatload of money and can, can afford mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. That's, and, and maybe this is just a time. Maybe it's just, maybe this is just a two or three year stint, get it off the ground and then turn it over to somebody um, and go back to, I don't mm-hmm. know, but it's hard to, hard to see two years, three years, five years down the road. We're not really mm-hmm. called to. So I don't know. I just, yeah throwing that out what's there. what's you know my next, next question what's katie think <laughs> um i haven't really I, i've told her about the comment that our board chairman alan made um but i haven't really talked to her a whole lot more about it after that i generally my approach with katie is like i need to have thoughts pretty well fleshed out uh, mm-hmm. and I kind of take her like, this is what I'm thinking. This is my plan. Um, mm-hmm. but I probably should just set it in front of her and see what she thinks. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. I mean, I totally agree with, you know, you could totally do that job. And I feel like all of your experiences have led you up to do a job well, you know, so I edify that for sure. You'd How do you do both? Well, I don't, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's the question. And I, I kind of pitched that idea to our board chairman yesterday. I was like, what if I just kind of did it on a project basis? Like, what if I started with Ankeny, um, mm-hmm. and then moved to, you know, Austin and East Lansing and, you know, just kind of help mm-hmm. get these programs going. And then hopefully at some point it just kind of catches and 
Um, mm-hmm. I'm not the one, you know, necessarily out there administering everything, but mm-hmm. that was, that's an option. Um, it's kind of the, the slow, the slower approach, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Cause it's going to take time for you to continue building your real estate portfolio as well. Right. I imagine that's going to take several more yeah. years or. And and I shouldn't have said real estate portfolio. Like I'm, I'm trying to talk my wife into starting uh, an, an academy, like a school academy. Um, there's, I've got all sorts of these ideas and and um, just kind of passions that I'm I'm trying to pursue or trying to get off the ground that uh, I couldn't if I were in a, a full time role like that. Just because if if I jumped on full time, like that would be, it'd be a big undertaking. Like it would be a lot of hours. It would be. Mm-hmm. it'd be it'd be a lot of work mm-hmm. so which it's fine um but matt your goal your goal with the uh, what is it it's not band of brothers now what is it called again yeah higher trek higher trek so the goal of that is to like scale that out to grow that across the country it's yeah. more just regional now iowa yeah yep exactly so yeah. we haven't even launched the video series yet i mean the video series is still actually in in the works we have all the videos recorded we're just kind of doing the final touches on the editing and whatnot and then we have to put together some sort of like a, a walkthrough study guide so yeah and the target the target group is like 18 to 25 year olds you said that's right yep okay yeah but so our goal like, sorry go ahead chris well i was just saying like i just see the success of salt company with you know these the college ministry and that just the wide net that that throws and all of those people moving throughout i think that you're right on track with like starting in ankeny and 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 dmac and yeah. getting and then that's branching out from there um i, I, yeah. I like i like your trying to do it try to do them both but not diving in full time but having a great target and a great market here in ankeny to start with to kind of run a pilot program with this new video series and everything you've got going yeah yeah you might be right um because i think the goal would be like hey try this for a year and if you want it then you can have it but you got to pay for it the, the second and third year and whatnot and this would be a program like this would be a program for the leaders um so we, we are we are trying to equip the equippers <laughs> if you will okay right so this isn't necessarily just for every any and everybody going through um salt company this is for the person who's like okay i want to take it to the next level you know i want to be a, a disciple maker i want to be yeah. you know so well i wonder i wonder how much i mean because right now the it seems like the leaders out of salt company are the you know obviously connection group leaders in in their college ministry but also like the church planters but i bet I mean, those are kind of like the unicorns. There's only a couple of church planners out of these salt companies, I would think. Yeah. But I bet there's a lot of people, not saying that you're grabbing the seconds, but I bet there'd be a lot of people that would fit well with your your leadership um, mm-hmm. like mentality of your target, I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would too. And that, I mean, if you kind of think about the the, the problems in, in the church and, and it seems like been more recent is like people just like flock and then I kind of like disappear or fall off or, or, you know, kind of get lost in the, in the weeds. And so this would kind of be a way to 
like, oh, you're actually serious about this. Like, right? okay, now now run through this program, go through, you know, sit down with with Matt or, or somebody like Matt that can administer this program and you know, let's let's get serious about this. Yeah. So interesting. Something yeah. to be praying about for sure, but I yeah. like it. Yeah. I'm trying to figure that all out. So okay. Well good. Let I if you have any thoughts about that for Matt, obviously everybody kind of knows his contact information, but um, feel free to reach out. I feel like that's part of this call is just like, hey, I've got something I'm kind of working through. Help me with people that you respect and you know, want their opinion. So I appreciate you being honest about that. Yeah. Um, today we're looking at the idea of avoiding burnout in our work, and we're doing that through rest. We've talked about like pauses before, but. Uh, last week, we unpacked the idea of working as worship unto God. We looked at God's original mandate uh, in Genesis 2 for man to create and cultivate and exercise dominion over creation and reflect God's glory in, in obeying his, this call. And then we saw in Genesis 3 that God's good gift of work became cursed after man's sin in the fall. This is because the curse that worked is hard and difficult is because our work is difficult. We have to exert ourselves physically, mentally, and emotionally. So what are the benefits of work that you guys see of just accomplishing hard work? Like probably the positive, like what's the benefits? Satisfaction. Mm, nice. I think uh, for me, being in kind of uh, like an outside tech sales type role, uh, like helping people, you know, through your product. Um, Mm-hmm. I think an important factor of that is like legitimately believing what you're doing is, is, is yeah. pretty cool, but um, that helps. What about right. accomplishment for you, John? You just got to go to Belize or wherever you went. Um, that's kind of sweet. Punta Cana, yeah. Dominican Republic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm still fighting some strong <laughs> imposter syndrome on that. Um, so uh yeah, I'm I'm trying to just I think we mentioned it in one of the calls like two months ago. Like when someone gives me a compliment, just like accept it. Like don't mm-hmm. don't try and validate it, don't try and like explain it away, just just take it. Um mm-hmm. so so that's that's kind of been my first step. Um yeah. Good. Even using those moments as an opportunity to like deflect that to glorify God, you know, like mm-hmm. thank you, like praise God for you know, using me in that way. Um, right. I would say um, just like tenacity and perseverance. Like a lot mm-hmm. of times we have tasks or we're doing something we just really kind of grates against our passions or maybe our giftings and we've got to stick to it and persevere and, and really kind of prove to ourselves that we can do it. And then mm-hmm. after that, there's kind of like you've earned that reward or or the whatever it yields and so i think you we can appreciate more the things that we have to work hard for um, Mm -hmm. and seeing it come to fruition good what are the hardest or the most difficult aspects of work like and it could be your work or just any work well for me it's laborsome job so i i get tired at the end of the day especially in the summer when i have a lot going on 
Yeah. And I think for me, it's like, it just, it never ends. Like I think about what, yes. Tom, I think about what Tom does. Right. I mean, he could do, he could clean the windows for high V or for whatever, so that they are perfect, 100% perfect. <laughs> and then he could go back and do it again tomorrow because it needs it. Like mm-hmm. it is never, never yeah, ending, never ending. And it's, it's, you know, it, yes, there's some, you know, in, in bigger, environments there's corporate greed gets in the way but again it's something like like again tom's line of work it's just just what it is or he has no control over it. nobody does <laughs> so mm-hmm. and maybe that's just the way that my brain is wired like i desire to complete tasks and and yeah the idea of having to circle back and do it again it's like well that's that's not very efficient <laughs> <laughs> hey i see dirty windows after a week so i'm like okay let's clean it again I'm with you. I'm with you, Matt. It's just like, there's, it's a never ending to do list. Yeah. So what, yeah. what comes to mind? What were you going to say? Well, so I, I don't know from my, from my faith journey over the last years, the whole idea of perseverance has really mm-hmm. stuck with me and, and, um, I know it's already been mentioned on this call, but like, and we were just talking to Keystone the other day, um, you know, Matt was up on stage preaching as like, you know, can you lose your faith? And he's like, no, you can't lose your faith. And I'm like, I hate those comments. I hate those statements. I hate the once saved, always saved. Cause it's not, mm. it's not that easy. Like there is, there is an aspect of perseverance in, in your faith. If you do not persevere till the end, if you go, you know, if you profess Christ and then go fall off the face of the earth, like you can't, I don't believe that that's what scripture talks about. I don't think that, and we're getting really theological and that's not my goal. But anyway, point is when work, when it comes to work, I think everything kind of leads up and, and points us on our faith journey. It's like, yes, I have to continue to persevere in work. And that's just encouraging me to persevere in my faith as well. I have right. to keep up with the, uh, the BS of corporate America and, mm-hmm. and it somehow <laughs> transitions into to teaching me to, to persevere in my faith and to put up with the BS of humanity, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's funny. My wife just told me about this sermon that she listened to. And she was saying that whenever somebody tells their kid that, Oh, we just need you to, we just want you to be happy. He's like, that's not true. He's like, stop telling your kids that he's like, because everybody keeps telling them that you want to be happy. Like your marriage you need to be happy. Well, when they're not happy, then they get divorced. You know, like, no, our right. goal is to have you grow. <laughs> That's my goal is like, put yourself in positions that you're constantly growing. You're persevering. You're having grit, determination. You're choosing to do something that's hard. And in that you're growing and you're getting closer to God or, you know, you're getting, you're seeing results of that. And, and sometimes it's going to be really hard. But yeah. that's my goal for you as kids is like to get you to grow and put you in situations that will help you grow. And I thought that was a really good reminder, kind of reminded what you were saying. So, yeah, I think it's that good was, to know. That reminded me. So I just had a conversation with my, my daughter a couple nights ago. She she came into our room. I had a bad dream, mom, dad. I, I had a dream that you guys mm. got divorced. Like, oh, mm. holy smokes. Um, and there's been some divorce in our family recently and, and, you know, couples splitting up her aunts and uncles and whatnot. And so, um, anyway, but she, she just 
was in bed last night and kind of had that look on her face and like, dad, you and mom aren't ever going to get divorced. Are you? And wow. I said, no. And, you know, we, we talked about you know, sometimes, sometimes we do get in arguments. Sometimes we do get in fights, but, but here's the commitment that your mom uh, made to me when we got married. And here's the commitment that I made to her when we got married. And she said, well, you know, aunt, you know, my, my aunts made those commitments too. Why are they, why are mm-hmm. they now divorced? I'm like, Oh boy, now I got to get into, <laughs> that was that was a tough one to, to answer it either trying to put my kid to bed like um but we talked a lot about just perseverance we talked a lot about you know even when it sucks and even when it's hard mm-hmm. remembering the commitment that was made that's so, good skylar sky, yeah, she's a thinker yeah it's a profound yeah. question from a from a young person from a nine-year-old yeah <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> What time is it here? Okay, <laughs> let's jump in. Time. Yeah. Okay, what's, uh, let's talk about burnout because that I think is probably one of the biggest things that people, especially in our age, like the 40-ish mid, like what is it that like triggers burnout or like what's the road to burnout, I guess? That's my question. And even even just to define it real quick, so... Burnout, a definition is when chronic stress results in physical and mental or emotional exhaustion. So difference between burnout and stress, like we all experience stress, you know, throughout our days. Uh, But burnout is really like a gradual process that results from like unresolved stress compounded over time. So yeah, kind of like what words come to mind when you hear burnout or yeah, what, what do you think gets, gets you there? I would say like not finding joy in the trials, um, everything, everything in life. I think everything that's good comes through something that's difficult. Like it just didn't pop up, um, out of nowhere it was worked for. Um, but yeah, if, if you're not finding joy in the, in the trials, it's it's going to be really easy to to burn out and look other places to find joy and find a fresh start. I just think there's so many opportunities out there now with social media that there wasn't like 50 years ago when our parents were, were starting work. Like, hey, if I if I hit a little rough patch and I don't want to persevere through it, I'm just going to go. You know, I'm going to burn out on whatever I'm doing and I'm going to go start something new just continually try to find something that's that's better without persevering yeah that's a good point i think social media certainly leads to it i've got a, a friend of mine who quoted i don't know he's like this should be in scripture it's not but it should be um comparison kills contentment right and so i think burnout can just be a factor of comparing yourself to others and being like well i'm not there and then you just get frustrated and worked up and you leave for thinking the grass is greener on the other side and maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Um, And I don't know. I think, again, it's different for everybody. My burnout um, at my last job was more a factor of just kind of like some stagnation. Like I I, I clearly saw that I'm not going to go anywhere further. I'm never going to make any more money. I'm never going to think it's just, I'm stuck right here. And so, um, but it also kind of, you know, looking at where I want to be, it's like, I can't, I can't get to where I want to go just working the traditional W-2. I have to take some risk. I have to jump on with a smaller company in hopes of getting in on some of the, the founding, um, or I have to go start my own something, or I have to 
just be really wise with with what I have and so that's I, I don't yeah I don't necessarily think it's for me it, it really wasn't a factor of you know a company taking advantage of me or, or beating me up it was just kind of me being like well this isn't this isn't the future I want yeah didn't didn't align with your your vision for yeah. the life that you were trying to create yeah yeah tom you had shared a post uh a day or so ago just on you actually talked about burnout that you'd experienced and i'd love to hear just kind of your journey uh from from that time to kind of where you're at now and how you view view work maybe a little bit differently so i i have my own window cleaning business and i'm in it with my father and so um yeah so it's just kind of building the business and you know part of me was trying to work harder work smarter do more build the business and part of me was putting my identity in work putting my identity in job and part of me was looking for like a like a praise or a self-worth and didn't really receive that. And so I think just putting my identity in work just kind of caused me to burn out and just kind of get stressed out over the job. So, you know, I experienced that probably two years ago. And, you know, that was when my daughter was just over a year old and just realizing just how much time I was missing out of my daughter being born and just not really I mean I remember her first year but it's just like I just remember that whole first year just realizing that I was not in her life as much and just realizing that I had to change that whole thing so so yeah I mean today I'm still battling the whole burnout like trying to work on rest and it's it's hard for me because I, I don't do very well just resting. I my idea of resting is probably, hey, let's go mow the lawn and that's resting. But I I don't know, I don't do very well just sitting down doing nothing or just sitting down and reading the word or worshiping God or to music or whatever. So it's very hard for me to rest. Yeah, that's honest. That was actually gonna be one of my next questions. Does anybody else feel a struggle when it comes to resting and why why do we think that is what are some of the reasons in our work that it is difficult for us to to allow ourselves rest i wonder if for me if it's a feeling of like i haven't accomplished the things i want to accomplish yet like there's there's a lot more work to do and and i'm the one who needs to do it right so um and then kind of like Tom, I, I just don't sit still well. Um, for me, I, I relax when I'm doing something fast, whether that's a motorcycle or a side-by-side or something like uh, when we were in the, in the Dominican, like I don't relax by sitting on the beach. Like I, I get too antsy. I can't, I can't just <laughs> sit in the sun for an hour laying there. Um, that that's, uh, that's very difficult for me to do. So yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's, yeah, just feeling like there's more to do. I'm the person who needs to do it in this situation. 
a thought I had with, with that because yeah, there's always more work that needs to be done. So kind of like a reframe of that is like, okay, the work is going to be there waiting for me. If I give myself 10, 15 minutes to rest in whatever that looks like, because I think it's also helpful to reframe like what we mean when we say rest, it doesn't have to mean like taking a nap or being dormant. It could be even just shifting our brain and doing a different task that stimulates creativity. I know Gabe mentioned uh, a week or so ago of just like playing his guitar. That's an active thing, but it like recharges him. So I, I think we can rest in those type of ways. And, but could 15 minutes of, of, of resting like that then recharge us to, to go back to that task with fresh thought process, uh, renewed, you know, energy, vigor, whatever the case may be. To, to be more effective in our, our work. Any other reasons? Yeah, think, or go ahead. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah, I just, I was going to say, like, I think in America, you know, the culture is, you know, I mean, the American dream is you can work as much as you want and you can make money. And the American dream is to have whatever you want. And we're, you know, we love consumerism. And so I think that can be a little bit addicting. It takes you farther than you want to go. And, like you maybe have a goal of wanting to buy something or wanting to have something and you know work is just one way to get there and can cause us to be very distracted and so yeah that's one of the areas that i've been challenged in that area as well just like okay you know am i working towards something instead of resting and investing in my family mm -hmm. yep it's good. It's like, what is, what is all that hard work for? Even if you get all the toys, but you come to a house and you're just like, Oh, I don't really have like relationships with these people. Um, we'll spend the last couple of minutes, even just talking about what are some reasons that it's important to have rhythms of rest in our lives and how that actually will enhance uh, the work that we do. So first and foremost, even just tying it in with our faith, like rest is an act of obedience we're all familiar with the Ten Commandments, and it's interesting to note that the longest commandment is is to honor the Sabbath in Exodus 20. It's verses 8 through 11. Um, and so, yeah, God just really connecting us in identity to him as he, you know, worked and created the world, and then he rested and has given us that similar blueprint, um, and he made that day holy. Um, for us to be able to rest as well. And it really is a step of faith because we're, you know, I even think of like Chick-fil-A. It's like they're not open on Sunday. And that's that's a big step of faith when all their competitors are open um, to be like, we're going to take an entire day and not generate any business, but we're going to trust that God is going to multiply the rest of our work, you know, the other six days of the week. Um, and I think we looking at the success of, of their organization, you know, God has been very faithful in that. I think another reason rest is important is just to ensure that we're, we are living and working within the will of God. You know, if we are never stopping and never even thinking about that, it's like, how do we know that the work we're doing is like in alignment with what God has called us to. And one of my favorite stories in all of scripture is the story of Mary and Martha in Luke chapter 10. And it's a short yet very powerful story of like work and rest and like obedience with God. And I'll just, it's only a few verses, so I'd actually love to read it and then even get your guys' reflections on it. 
So it goes, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all her preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Jesus replied, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. So, yeah, I love that story. Short, powerful, like anything stand out to you guys from from those verses? I think it's easy to like take Martha's side, honestly, when I read it, it's like, yeah, she's like hosting a group of people. Like she's just trying to be a good host and be hospitable. And that's why she's doing all these preparations for a meal. Like that's not just going to like, the meal isn't going to make itself. But uh, even in trying to be hospitable, it's like, she's, she's, her motives are good, I think, but she's missing like the more important thing. And that's just like stopping and, and being in the Lord's presence. And I think we can oftentimes cheat ourselves out of times, you know, being in God's presence because we're, you know, we're like, I've got to work hard. I've got to provide for my family. And those are things God's called us to. But I think first and foremost, he's called us into a relationship with him. What are, what are your guys' thoughts on, on that? Is there a balance we can strike? Yeah, I think it's funny that the first thing my brain thinks about is, well, yeah, Mary can take the time to spend with Jesus because Martha's doing all the work, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, like, why why is that the first thought that comes up? Um, but, right, like, if we kind of try and translate it to our lives, like, if you took every Sunday to go and work to make more money, right, you're doing it for your family, but at the exact same time, you're not being with your family when you could be right. Like the, yeah, like, like you said, the motives are, are right. But like the focus is just off. <clears throat> Why can't Mary multitask? Why can't she <laughs> and listen? <to> right. <laughs> yeah. Women can do that. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's a good question right there is like multitask a myth or is it legit? Yeah. Is there such a thing as work-life balance? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if Chris can take a cold shower and sing to Josh Groban, <laughs> truly, yeah, the that takes some focus. Yeah, for me, it's been if I'm gonna work hard, I'm going to work hard early in the morning versus late at night. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to get up before the kids are awake before my wife's awake, get on the road versus and get home at five versus getting on the road normal time and getting home at seven and missing all my time with them. So trying to prioritize my time is when it relates to family, but then that's honestly been a struggle for me the last, oh, about two and a half years is. Now that I've done that, that was my, my like dedicated quiet time. And that's, and now I've been placing work over that. Um, so that's been a, that's been a struggle that I've had is prioritizing 
my quiet time in the mornings while still, yeah, trying to work hard and provide for my family Mm -hmm. um, without sacrificing time at home with them. But that's an easy thing to fix. It's just, I just got to get up a little bit earlier. (laughs) So, but I'm, I'm willing to get up early for my, for my work schedule, but I'm not willing. I haven't been willing as often to wake up another half hour earlier to, to fit in my quiet time as well. Then that end up just getting shoehorned in wherever it fits. But yeah, that's good of you to be mindful of and just kind of, yeah. What are, what are the priorities there and how do you kind of, whether it is getting up earlier or, or reworking some things in the schedule, but yeah, it sounds like you, you know what to do. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, we're at time. Um, I'll wrap up real quick and then we'll get into the challenge and we'll sign off. Um, the other, the other things in regards to, to rhythms of rest is just to protect our physical and mental health. I mean, we did a whole month on, on health and obviously we know sleep is important but how common it's become for people to almost brag about how little they sleep. It's kind of a strange thing. Um, sleep deprivation is actually linked to like poor health and just bad decision-making. So I think even for us, like you ask 10 people how their weekend was probably eight of them are going to be like, Oh, busy. And it's almost like a, a badge, like this busyness badge of honor. Um, so just encouraging us to like, not, pursue that necessarily like the goal isn't to be busy it's to be productive with important things but to also balance that with with rhythms of rest and then as we've kind of already touched on just to protect our families like if we're burned out doing what we're we're doing in the goal of providing for our families but then we're we don't have anything left in the tank for our wives and our kids it's like what is it all for i don't think any of us want to wake up in 20 years and uh, you know see the repercussions of, of that so any any last thoughts or questions before i uh sign us off with the challenge awesome so this week's challenge is just take inventory of your obedience when it comes to working hard and resting are you experiencing burnout or are you on uh, you know heading in that direction odds are as we've just dis- you know as we've discussed like we struggle more with taking time to rest than we do with working hard. Um, so what does it look like for us to honor the Sabbath? What are the the big pressures or temptations that we feel um, to ignore God's call to rest? And then just share a post, you know, what's one way that you'll commit to practicing rest from your work this week? Share a, share a picture or a post. So yeah, should be a good week. And yeah, guard against that burnout. Go take a nap. Or do something, do something that just uh, brings you rest. All right, guys. Got it. Sweet. Thanks for being on the call. Have a good rest of your week. Take care, guys. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. See you. See you. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Podcast. If you have benefited from our show, I would ask you to follow, rate, and review, and share our show. And be sure to check out our website at theuncommon.com, where you can learn more about our mission sign up for one of our live experiences, and take advantage of many resources that will empower you on your uncommon journey.